You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, your Tampa Bay Rays are back at it again, defeating the New York Yankees 4-2 at Yankee Stadium, improving to 16-9, and and don't look now, just a half game back of the Bronx Bombers in the ALE standings. Additionally, the Rays finally secured a victory in a game that Garrett Cole pitched in. First, it was... Uh, getting off the Masahiro Tanaka mend, and now it's the Garrett Cole mend. I'm I'm kind of liking this Rays team right about now. I don't know about you, Ulysses. Yeah, it's uh, we're getting spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's been pretty nice this road trip. Now the Rays have won eight games. I've only dropped one. Eight and that was one. against the Jays. I mean, it's you know if i don't even care back, if they lose today i don't even care you know if they lose <laughs> fine eight and two road it, trip i'll take it every day i i think in any race fan would have signed up for eight and two i think if we go back to our poll mm-hmm. uh from last week everybody said oh eight two would be surreal it would be fantastic and nobody really believed it that that's in play right now nine and one is still in play but you know how fans are how we are irrational and so if the race lose today uh it, it's gonna be wow the offense sucks wow the mm-hmm. pitching blows wow the defense hasn't ha- hasn't gotten figured it out but uh i don't care okay because yeah. the rays have played beautifully i mean it was very entertaining now these kevin these are the tight ball games that i was talking about that they just mean a little bit more when you get that w it's two it's mm-hmm. two zero and you're always like oh uh-uh, that's not enough in the bronx 2-1, you're like, I knew it wasn't. 2-2, two, two, you're like, well, I guess we should have scored. Mm-hmm. And then 4-2, and then men on second and third. Chaz Rowe can't find the strike zone. You pull in Jalen Beeks, and you're like, oh, what is happening? I'm yeah. biting into my nothing else to chew on. Uh, and, um, and boom, they get it done. It's amazing. How many uh, 911 calls... Uh, were there in the Tampa Bay area last <laughs> night when Roe was brought in and then Jalen Beeks comes in after that. Jalen Beeks has looked better. I'm going to tell you that right now. Jalen Beeks has looked better. His fastball, I had no idea he could get it up to 96. Like that, He must have been doing some driveline work in the offseason yeah. or something, but they, he, he uh, gets out of the jam or the mess that Chaz Rowe uh, put the team in in that situation. Look at his game logs. It's very interesting when he. Um, it, it's very um, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for mm-hmm. Jalen Beeks. When he gets hit hard, he's the worst pitcher. Really, honestly. Oh, like, yeah. Look at his line. When he gets hit, he gets hit hard. Uh, it's just very, very bad. But when he has a clean outing, my goodness, 
The, everybody, if you have the time, look look at Jalen Beek's game logs, and then you see what he's done in 2020, and you'll see that it's either uh, black or white. Yeah. And hey, that was awesome what he did yesterday. It's just very. Uh, I I would not subscribe to using Chaz Rowe and Jalen Beek's back to back in a very close <laughs> tight ball game right. against the New York Yankees. I'm just putting right. that out there. Would you have gone to Nick Anderson to at least start the ninth inning? Because I think he threw, what, 13, 14 pitches? Like, he made pretty easy work of the Yankees then and there. I, w- the I was going to tell you I was going to tell you that because he, we know he did it last year, mm-hmm. uh, he, going back-to-back outings. Is that something that they've talked about and Cash is not comfortable doing? Is it something that Kyle and, and Nick and, and Cash have been talking about saying, like, well, maybe at the end of the season, maybe – in September, we can do that, possibly. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen it. Obviously, I trust Nick Anderson right now more than, uh, you know, friends right now, literal friends. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying nails. to, I'm not saying make him finish the ninth, but start it out. Maybe you get a quick out or two and then, okay, all right, let's let Jalen Beeks finish this one off or Chaz right. Rowe finish this one off and go from there. Really, this game, couple things. Of course, Tyler Glass now pitching toe-to-toe with Garrett uh, Cole, I thought was very good. Also, the unlikely suspects, G-Man Choi getting involved, and your boy, Mike Zanino, hitting your a boy. solo home run against Garrett <laughs> Cole. Blind squirrel found a nut. Dude. Happens every so often. It it was a deep bomb. Like I I, yeah. I mean I, we talked about Hunter Renfro when he, he gets a hold of one. Zunino has the same one. I still believe Renfro hits hits him a little bit harder. But yeah, that was a, an absolute rocket. One hundred seven point five miles an hour. That was the exit velocity. It was it was a rocket out of here. And you know what? Good for him. Good for him. I mean, yes. look, any production that you see right now out of the Rays lineup, I don't care where it comes from. You know, it, you you just need it right mm-hmm. now um, to get the, as many wins as possible when the team is hot. He has uh, raised his batting average to a whopping 104. Nice. 104. Getting closer to that Mendoza line, slowly but oh, surely. Oh, yeah. He also, 100 points left. He also struck <laughs> out three times in that game, but that's neither here nor yeah. there. Does he get to 150? Does he get to 150? Do you think he can do that? I'm not saying to alter the entire prop bet. But I'm okay. just asking, do you think he'll get to 150? Before I, the I thought it when, before the season started, I thought he was going to be a 175, 180 guy. I, I actually yeah. gave him a better average than what he did last season. He's surprising literally everybody by hitting 104. <laughs> you don't even, it's so weird to say somebody's hitting 104 too. It, it just comes yeah. out of, the, uh, out of the, your, your mouth so weirdly because you don't ever have to say that. Yeah. Uh, no, especially I, in the I American think, League, maybe maybe pitchers in the National League in years before right, you would hear that. Right? About. No, um, no, good, good for him. The three strikeouts. Well, you know, that, I guess that happens. But we'll see Mikey t- today. I mm-hmm. guess behind the plate, which will be nice. A, a lot of things happen that were really um, good to see. Yeah. But one that we haven't touched on, I think, is the baseball IQ of Yandy Diaz. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was fantastic. He gets a squeaker right through the right side of the field. First of all, hustles from the right side of the box to get to first. They drop the ball. He takes a quick peek at seeing, hey, did somebody back up that play? Hey, no, they didn't. I'm going to go to second. Mm-hmm. And that created the whole inning. 
It, it was it was a beautiful thing to watch. If you love baseball as much as we do, and you saw that little peak and then that run to second, yes. you, you you live for that moment uh, as a fan to see that your players are into the game as much as possible. John Jaso used to do this when he was on first or second. He was always 100% on the catcher. As soon as a ball was dropped, he was already gone to the second yeah. base. 90 feet, <laughs> the extra 90 feet matter because what happened after he was in, on second? He gets another 90 feet because Gary Sanchez is literally a hole as a yeah. catcher. And so, you know, the, the wild pitch or pass ball, whatever it was, gets through to him. Boom, he's now on third. And and mm-hmm. and he actually ended up, uh, you know, making it possible for yeah. for for scoring. But it was great. It started it. the rally. It started the rally, and ultimately the Rays got two runs out of that. Yeah. I mean, hey, we we might as well thank Gary Sanchez for this too, because he should have been backing up that MVP. play at first base. I, maybe the maybe uh, the Yankees need to do more PFP, I guess, uh, yeah. in the off season or, or during during off days. Then that pass ball too, as uh, as Blake Snell would say about Gary Sanchez. He can rake, I, I, maybe not this year, but typically he can rake, but he can't block a beach ball. And that is how it is. Like he is, oof, he Hold up. should not be catching. Yeah. Blake legit said that. Yeah. He said it in the off season while he was doing one of his uh, Twitch streams or whatever. Yeah. You got to look, I, it gold. might be on YouTube. You might be able to search it on YouTube. Oh, that is gold. Oh my yeah. man. You know, why have, why have we uh, put down Snellzilla so much that he, he might never come on. He's never going to come on Locked On Race. This would be gold. Hey, I'd love to chat with Maybe this we guy. can try to do it in the off season. Okay. If he if he finishes uh, with below a three ERA, we will invite <laughs> him on. How about that? That's the challenge. <laughs> we'll, we'll give you the uh, that that's your goal, Blake, for to join us on the podcast. There you go. Uh, you, you got a goal. We'll in be mind. watching. We'll be set. watching you, Blake, uh, comfortably from a, a couch while scratching our bellies. Okay, Blake. Yeah. Go get Absolutely. Uh, can I say, I, I normally don't like to praise Yankees players or pitchers, mm-hmm. but let me say this about Garrett Cole. I mean, we know about his greatness, but what I appreciate as somebody that likes to move baseball games quickly and forward, generally yes. he works very quickly. He gets the ball retrieved. All right, I'm ready to pitch. He's the anti-Joel Peralta. Outside <laughs> of the few instances where he's got to kind of rub his uh, sweat-soaked hair and the pine tar on on the front on of the his hat. ball cap, he's working yeah. quickly for the most part, which I can appreciate. Which is like, yes. wow, th- this game moved along. Like in the blink of an eye, it was already the fourth inning. So as soon as soon as the bullpen entered, that's when the 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 game just went into ultra slow motion, and you were like, mm-hmm. oh, they were working really fast. That was nice. Yes. Glassnow and Cole were doing good a good deed for the fans, but uh, yeah, the bullpens were just super super slow. Mm-hmm. Well, the Rays have a day game today to try and get the sweep against the big, bad New York Yankees. But there's also some bad news on the injury front for the Rays. We'll discuss that. But first, got to tell you about Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even better and tastier. They're now up to 18, 18 amazing flavors. They've just added six new flavors which include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy. They're great for losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Uh, Remember, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. 
let's let's pick up a coconut almond bar, for example. Look at these nutrition facts here. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. That's what you need to know. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And for a limited time, while supplies last, Built Bar is offering a free cooler with purchase. So before we get into the uh, gloom, at, uh, gloom of it all, um, let's sprinkle in some happiness here, which is uh, Charlie Morton, who has been on the IL, returning to the mound this weekend for the race. So that that's nice, seeing Charlie back on the mound. Uh, but that also brings a new uh, starter to the IL. It's like they're playing, uh, I don't know, what's a, what's a game I can say that they're playing? Perry, Perry's chiming in. Yeah, Perry's chiming in. The Perry game, I guess. Yeah, there you go. Uh, this is, this has really gotten unbelievable with the pitching injuries. Yeah, seven. I mean, not, yeah, not just seven, the race, man. but everywhere in baseball. First, it was Brendan McKay learning that he would go down with season-ending shoulder surgery. And that was like, okay, we kind of get it. We didn't really expect him to pitch this year anyways after we were told that, okay, he had COVID. There, weren't, there, there wasn't much news out of camp about him, and then he had mm-hmm. been shut down. Hey, we're, we're going to reevaluate him seven to ten days from now. And it's like, okay, we kind of get that one. And then Yanni Chirinos is put back on the IL yesterday with an elbow strain after having just come off the IL with a tricep injury and issue. Like, that doesn't I, sound good. That's I a, don't. I mean, you elbow? think he's returning? You think he's going to even be back this season or playoffs? I like, mean, I, look, if it's something with the elbow, that no, man. I mean, yeah. how many weeks of baseball are, are there left anyway? Four, five, six, maybe six weeks. You don't no want to push it. Yeah, no way. Maybe for the playoffs, but I. But they have to be eligible to play in the playoffs. I don't know if if they've changed the rules there, but. I don't know, man. I, it doesn't look good. It doesn't yeah. look good for the race to be losing so many arms. Alvarado, Drake, Kittredge, Poche, McKay. Uh, not good. Yeah. Uh, I might have you know, started this off. I might have given the kiss of death before the season started when I was like, oh, Colin Poche, he's down for the year. Not a big deal. Don't worry about it. It's one arm. <laughs> and then before you know it, it just adds up and adds up yeah. and adds up. Again, the the start, stop, restart, I think all of that is having an effect on pitchers this year. But maybe more importantly for the Rays, like if the Rays really think they've got a shot at this thing, and I do, I think they've got a shot, right. of course, not just for playoffs, but World Series aspirations, Right. do you feel they've got to make some kind of move, whether that's a reliever, whether it's a bulk guy, whether it's a starting pitcher? Like I think I think they have. Let's say Chirinos is out for the season, right? Okay. Again, like McKay, you won't see him on the mound. I think you do have to make a move, but it won't be a move like, oh, let's bring um, a bona fide starter. I think it'll be a Trevor Richards kind of move. Let's bring this guy under the radar who could pr- provide three to four innings, and we can just build an opener day in our rotation. Uh, because you got, you got, hopefully you got Charlie, you got Snell, you got Glass now. Okay, then you got Yarbrough. So the, 
you really need that fifth spot, and maybe that could turn into an opener if you have a Trevor, if you have a Jalen Beeks, and you get a new guy that can provide three, four innings like that. Yeah. Yeah. What makes it difficult is I think you can only trade players among the 60-man player pool, and you can do players to be named later, but like high-end prospects or anything like that, that's pretty much off the table. So that kind of makes things difficult from that perspective. Wait, so, so we're not trading Wander? Oh, no, yeah. Wander's not on the, the trade block. That, that's a big no, surprise, no, no. too. Wander, you would think that Wander would be on the trade block right about now, right? Trade, uh, trade Wander for uh, Andrew Kashner. How about that? How about this? Sounds, uh, sounds like a I Red Sox kind of move. Yeah. If I could guarantee you, that's like a, that's like a sports <laughs> radio caller trade scenario. Yeah. Can we yeah. trade uh, Andrew Kashner for Wander Franco? That yeah. sounds great, buddy. You need more Boston accent, more clam chowder in that, uh, Wake that it. accent. There we go. There we Wicked. go. Calling uh, W-E-E-I or the Sports Hub up in Boston. <laughs> I, know my, I know my sports radio station. Yeah, there. you do. Um, you mentioned Wander Franco, and this, this totally threw me for a loop. What if I told you <laughs> that the, the Rays would absolutely guarantee, I absolutely guarantee they would win a World Series this year if they trade Wander Franco, and they got some kind of big arm back that carries them to the World Series. Would you trade Wander Franco for a World Series this year? Man, uh, the World Series is the objective. So when, I mean that. I mean you don't win to have the best prospect in baseball in your team. That's true. That's not. That's that's not the 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 goal. You need to win. However, you could say, well, with Wander, you couldn't just win one. You could probably win two or three. But then again, Devil's Advocate is ask that to Angels fans. How is Mike Trout doing? The best player of our generation. And how many rings does he have? Because I think it's a big fat zero. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm I'm all about going for that first World Series, and I know this season is kind of quirky, but I do want to see Wander Franco in a Rays uniform. Yeah. And I think that would bring a lot of success and a lot. It would bring many many hype. years. Mainstream of media yes. would actually care about what's going down in, in Tropicana Field, which they really haven't since Longoria was for the in first time since national. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and on a national uh, advertisement. Man, that was a fun one. You know, remember the, the one with the cap? That was great. That All was the awesome. advertisements with Longo, I think, were pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Wasn't he on a video game cover, too? The 2010. Yeah. That was the last MLB game I ever bought. <laughs> yeah, I've not played. Well, I, I've got MLB The Show 2016. And I'm still, oh, okay. I, I'm just doing updated rosters. That's it. That's how I'm doing. I'm it. waiting. I'm waiting for it to come to Xbox One, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shellac my sixty dollars, and then not buy one for the next ten years. Not a bad plan. Not a bad plan. Yeah. Hey, somebody who's not Wander Franco and never will be Wander Franco is your boy Daniel Robertson. You got to stop this. He's your boy, Mister Two Fifty. Okay, this is what I want to address on the pod. Listeners have been clamoring for, clamoring for an answer to this. So before the season, I said Daniel Robertson would bat 250, above 250, regardless of at-bats. So theoretically, he could go one for three in a regular season game, and I would win that prop bet. Well, Correct. Lo and behold, D-Rob the other day was DFA'd by the Rays. <laughs> to make room for right-handed reliever Edgar Garcia. So, a pitcher. Yes, a pitcher. Maybe he can do something. Maybe he can bring some life uh, to the Rays bullpen and, and help um, 
lessen their injury uh, woes there. But true. Let me let me say this. So d- did we specify that Daniel Robertson had to have at least a two fifty average with the Rays? Say he gets picked up by the Marlins or the Giants or the Mariners or the Yankees and goes one for three or, or two or, for or five a bat, in a game. Or a bad team like the Red Sox. They pick him up. That's true. Up. Well, does that count? Do I win that prop bet? That's the million-dollar question that listeners, Locked on Rays listeners, are clamoring for. I'm sorry. Well, Kevin, I understand that you don't want to take the L so quickly. I understand that. Look, if I w- if it were me, I would also be trying to bend the rules, move the goalposts. Uh, you know what? I, as I am a nice fella, I will let you change, amend the yeah. prop bet to any other team. Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, I still don't think it's happening because if he doesn't crack the Rays roster, which is a really good roster, but a versatility one. Uh, uh, they they love versatility. D. Rob mm. is very versatile. Dude has like four gloves in his locker. He wasn't called up. Yeah, in, in a team that values that. So I I just find it very difficult for him to attach be attached to any other team. But hey, maybe it happens. Who knows? Yeah, I mean with Mike Brousseau, the raise the the way he's raking. I mean we didn't even mention what he did right. last night. That he belongs in the big yeah. leagues. Like there was. He bats, no man. path. He rakes. Yeah. There was no path for Daniel Robertson. If it's between no. D-Rob and Mike Brousseau, yeah, Mike Brousseau is your guy. It, it's pretty yeah. easy on that front. You, do you think Daniel Robertson is going to be on a, an MLB team's 40-man roster by season's uh, end? I, mean, I, I, think, I think Daniel Robertson is going to go the way of Nick Franklin. Uh, yeah. Forgotten quite quickly, and you're like, oh, yeah, he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Yeah, which teams uh, picked him up? Uh, this one and this one. Did he ever play again? No. Yeah. Here, here's here's like the future outlook of Daniel Robertson. Like in two years, he'll be playing indie baseball, and then he'll <laughs> sign like a minor league contract somewhere, and he might get like another cup of coffee with the big yeah. leagues, and it becomes like a nice little story, and then he goes about his merry way. So, oh, this is putting it. Uh, Tim Beckham, who has had, I think, a okay uh career for 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 a major leaguer not yes. for a first not living uh, up to the hype of right being not living to the hype head of uh, buster posey correct right not 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 even close obviously as a had a nice career daniel robertson is not gonna even touch tim beckham's shoes and some people would say that tim beckham underperformed heavily and uh, so that's to tell you what I think yeah. of, of D-Rob. I can say that D-Rob probably won't be suspended for as many games as Tim Beckham. <laughs> he, yeah. he wins on that front there. Uh, all right, today's game, 1.05 p.m. start day game. The Rays are going with John Curtis as the opener with the silver-haired Fox. Trevor Richards expected to get much of the bulk innings. Uh, they'll be going up against James Paxton, who's got a 704 ERA this year. Hey, I'm just saying, you beat Masahiro Tanaka, you beat Garrett Cole. You've I beat Paxton. I look, yeah, I look on paper, you can beat Paxton here. Now, again, I think we're going to see Zunino <laughs> at the. Uh, I'd, I mean, would you go lefty? And I mean, you know that I would. I would put Perez against Paxton, but do you think Cash will? 
No, I think he'll probably go as Danino, reward him for, hey, you hit a home run last night. Let's try to, let's see if we can spark something. What about up night here. after day? Night after, uh, day game after a night game? Well, I'm not saying he, he'll play the full game, but maybe okay. he, he starts it and then once Paxton's out by the fifth inning or so, then you might make a little switcheroo there and okay. go with Mikey Perez. So that well, could be an We're going to see that the righty, uh, the righty handed uh, la- lineup tomorrow. We're going to see Brousseau. Uh, you're going to see Yandy. Uh, you're going to see Manuel Margot, pro- possibly no Kevin Kiermaier. Um, mm. It'll be an interesting lineup. Hunter Renfro is going to make an appearance, obviously. Cafecito as well. Yeah, it seems like we haven't seen a lot of Hunter Renfro. Maybe it's recency bias here, but I haven't seen a lot of him in this series. But I agree. I agree. Maybe a lot of lefties here. but I, I, Although Masahiro and Cole were righty, so yeah. Yeah. yeah so not, not a lot of lefties, I guess. Well, he doesn't hit the breaking ball well, so that's probably another reason why. That's also true. Um, Hey, yeah, want to give a quick shout-out to one of our new listeners on Twitter, Joshua Garner. You can find him at ChefGarner1. He says, hey, thanks for the follow. Really appreciate it. Been looking for a daily raise pod to go with my bucks. Started listening to you guys today. Hashtag raise up. Hey, we always love new listeners, and we always encourage them to get involved and support the show. You can get involved with us on Twitter. You can email us, lockedonraise at gmail.com. We are accepting voice memos and general comments and questions. Basically, we'll give you a shout-out on Twitter, or we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Like we, we go th- We'll run through the gamut of names. We're always looking for interaction. That's right. That's awesome to hear. And, and besides that, you can always interact even w- while the game is happening. We, we try mm-hmm. to you know, tweet throughout the game, uh, sometimes more than, uh, than other times, depending on the score. And yes. I think everybody can agree that that's how it goes. But welcome to Locked On uh, Race Fandom. Uh, hope you enjoy the ride. We, we get very passionate and uh, uh, hope you enjoy that. We call it a family, the Locked On Rays family. There you go. If you will. All right. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now play your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.